this is the lair. How you doing, buddy? Hey, old buddy. <laughs> You're I'm looking doing, good. Uh, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. Doing are you the best hanging? Thing. Are you hanging upside down or are you hanging right side up? I, you know, I don't. I'm just hanging in there. That's all I'm going to say. I'm doing the best I can with my circumstances. Dude, I could tell by the cup you're using that life is good. I'm just beat up this week, man. More than usual, just beat up. Well, you got a lot on your mind with your back stuff, dude. It's got to take an emotional making you tired there, too. Yeah, it is a little, uh, it's a little disappointing, a little discouraging, but I'm going to yeah. make it. You're going to get there, bro. I'm going to make it. If there's anybody I believe in, it's my true dad. I'll be back out on the pickleball court in no time. Just Dude, letting gonna, her fly. If those 70-year-olds, they've all gone through some sort of surgery, bro. If Hips, they're out there knees, doing it. backs, they're out there still doing slaying it. it. There's just... Bro, I want to tell you something funny. I told uh, one of the doctors that I saw, I was like, yeah, I hurt my back. And then I, that same day, I knew the day I hurt it. Like, uh, it hurt. And... um I still decided to go play pickleball that night. Uh huh. And she's like, "You're kidding me! Not another pickleball injury." <laughs> <laughs> I just started dying, dude. So it must be a normal thing for all these elderly guys getting hurt on the old pickleball court. Oh my gosh! But um, no, other than my back issues, uh, I think I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm living. I'm 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 upright, so I'm doing pretty good. Heck yeah, buddy. Uh, I had to do this work event this week where like everyone's getting dressed up and fancy and you own a, do you own a suit? No, dude. So I'm out there the least fanciest of everybody there just sticking out like a sore thumb. It was not, are good. you, a, are, are you a tie guy, bow tie guy? What do you do? Zero suspenders. Tie guy. No tie guy. No. Tie. Do you even know how to tie a tie? No, no, do I do. I do not know how to tie a tie, nor do I feel the need to know how to tie a tie. I do. Ties are just terribly uncomfortable. And bow ties are way too pretentious for me. I can't. I'm not doing a bow tie. Bow tie would be pretty slick, but I don't, I don't even want to get into the uh, nitty gritty of learning how to tie one of them. <laughs> I could totally do suspenders, but my wife would never let me. Yeah, I don't know if I could rock suspendies. Um, I have a real question for you. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. No. Could you ever rock overalls? <laughs> I did, dude. My mom has like these old pics of me just crushing overalls, bro. <laughs> when you were a kid? Yeah, dude, just yeah, crushing well, well, you it. Could pull it off, you could pull off overalls when you're a kid. But I'm saying like, if I gave you 100 bucks, would you roll in? in overalls to work tomorrow listen i love the like i'm like legit trying to turn my backyard into like a little garden oasis you know that like i'm slowly just trying to up my garden game and you see a lot of gardeners wearing overalls like that's the oh, yeah. you know that's that's the, that's the outfit man that's, that's the, the uniform right there that's what you wear when you're out but i don't think i can rock it i will no. say this i will say this it uh Overalls is getting popular with like the ladies, like my girls, my older girls, they want to wear overalls. My wife has a set of overalls. It's not my jam. It's <laughs> dude. Think about when you have to go to the restroom with a pair of overalls on. Oh, dang. I didn't That's got to be that. difficult. You got to unbutton. You got to like. You're undressing in there. You're getting down and dirty, undressing everything to get going to the restroom, bro. <laughs> That's too much work. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm wearing nowadays? <laughs> Elastic pants. <laughs> <laughs> like are they like legit looking pants but they have elastic on the waist or what the old elastic waist <laughs> what's happened to you Living i don't know dude i have these dude i have these rad columbia shorts that i like to wear all the time and they have like <laughs> they have an elastic waist but they also have belt loops it's like a two-for-one deal there like, you <laughs> go dude just in case the elastic starts to wear out you're still covered so I'm wearing these elastic, these elastic shorts, bro, with a belt. <laughs> you wear it with a belt? <laughs> and I'm sporting it with a belt. And my wife is making fun of me 24-7 when I wear that outfit, dude. She's like, what are you doing wearing a belt with some elastic shorts? <laughs> Do you wear the belt because you think it just makes it look nicer? I'm embarrassed to wear the elastic, so I'm covering it up. (laughs) That's how bad it is, dude. But they are comfortable. I'll tell you what. They are comfortable. And um, gosh, I like wearing them. But it is embarrassing. Let me ask you this question. If we have to cut this out, I'll cut it out. Let's say you gotta you gotta visit the restroom and uh you're doing some business in there. Are you a shirt on or shirt off guy? Well, for one, I only do that type of business at my home. I don't know so what you're it shirt is. Off, I got a phobia, I'm shirt off in it. <laughs> Hundred percent, dude. What is she doing now? <laughs> My wife is. She just happened to stop by when we're talking about elastic shorts, and she is just looking at me, shaking her head. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh man! Anyways. Dude, I settle in. I settle in there. I'm like George I w- Costanza. I will tell you this: my um, attire. I need an upgrade. I just need a whole, my wardrobe is the worst. Like, I don't even know what I'm wearing half the time. Dude, I got holes in all of my shorts. Every single pair that I own has a hole in it. And my wife is like, I'm going to go to the store and buy you new shorts. And I'm like, why? I'm good. I I hate clothes shopping. I don't like spending money on clothes. I'm going to rock the same clothes forever. And just let me tell you this, dude. I had to go to the doctors the other day, right? And it was busy there. I'm walking all over the place. It's like up two flights of stairs. There were so many people trying to get on the elevator. And I'm like, let's just take the stairs. And anyways, I'm wearing Crocs. Don't judge me. I've got some Crocs on. I do have socks on. Socks and Crocs. That's what I'm rocking. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's getting worse. With my elastic (laughs) shorts. And I finally get home and I'm like, man, my left foot has been feeling weird the whole time I was there. I didn't bother to look, didn't bother to check, nothing. I'm just walking around and I'm like, something's going on with my left foot. Like I got something in my sock. I got something going down, dude. I look down, <laughs> the whole heel of my sock is blown out. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been walking around with the blown out heel. In my sock, dude, just with my with heels sticking. shorts. <laughs> and I'm, I, told, I looked at my wife. I said, I'm a nightmare. of. <laughs> I'm just a mess. How do you even let me go out the house looking like this, dude? 
Oh How are you even seen gosh. with me in public looking like this? I tell my wife and uh, it's bad. I will say it's bad. Like my you know, sense of style is just gone. I mean, I I never even had a sense of style to begin with, but now it's just. Well, bro, do you remember when we first moved to California and there was like a Miller's outpost or something and me and you, we got T- it up. Like a we TG got it mask. up in our heads. We were like. We're going to do this. We're going to like upgrade our wardrobe. And for like two weeks, we were like really into like wearing button up shirts and pants. That went out quick. Yeah. That's this just takes too long to button up all them buttons. Like I just want to throw a T on and get with the elastic shorts. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But ah, man, it uh, it was it was funny, though. And looking back, I, I walked around that whole doctor's office with just a blown out sock. My heels hanging out. Oh, no gosh, big deal, dude. dude. Are you? A, let me ask you this: Getting off the subject of our terrible attire, are you a documentary guy? You like watching documentaries? I can be. It just depends on the topic. I've, I'm not a documentary guy for the sake of documentaries. All right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Like I just watched the Steph Curry one on Apple TV Plus or whatever, and that was awesome. I really liked that. Was it one. pretty cool? Yeah. Yeah, I like sports. So I've been watching sports documentaries a lot lately. Um, They have this series on Netflix. It's like called, I don't know, we might have talked about this already, called Untold Stories. Oh. And there was like, there was like one on Manti Teo. He was like that guy that got like catfished. And then there was Mm -hmm. just one on Johnny Manziel, the Johnny football guy for Texas A&M. That one was pretty crazy. Dude, his story is wild. It was wild. And now I'm watching one called, I think it's called The Swamp, but it's about the Florida Gators and like when Tim Tebow was there and Urban Meyer and um, dude, pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, Dude, let me ask you this. So I don't know. I know we're a lot alike in a lot of ways, and I don't know if you share this or not. I don't know if something's wrong with my brain or like I'm just broken or have ADD or ADHD and OCD, but I'm a man of many interests and you are this way too. Like you oh, can yeah. get into something. 100%. Here's my problem though. Like I'm like that, but then I hyper fixate on whatever I'm into and like, it's really hard to balance out. Like, example, this podcast, like, I love comic books. I love them so much. But for, like, the last three weeks, some of my other interests have, like, been peeking their head in. And, like, I just, like, I can't break away from it. it. I can't balance it. There's no balance. Yep. 100%. I'm the same way. How do you deal with it? I don't balance it. I just ride the wave, bro. (laughs) But it's really hard when I'm doing this podcast. I'm like, gosh, I got to read. I want to read. I, you know, I love this stuff. But then I'm just like, the second I pick up a comic book, I'm like, "Ah, I got to go back to that other thing that I'm really into right now. Like, I can't even focus on the story. Yeah, um, I hear you. And like I said, um, I've been I'm in the exact same way. And um, my wife would say that's my toxic trait. And I, I just, I just ride the wave, bro, until it's over. And then I look back and I'm like, man, that was really silly. <laughs> Most of the time, that's what I'm saying when I'm looking back at whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's just been tough the last two weeks. This week, especially, man, I'm just trying to balance out the, the interest has been. Bro, been let me hard. tell you something. So today at work, we had this, like, we were doing this, like, uh, training and uh, I was with a buddy and we were, we were going over like these scenarios and we had to like role play almost, you know, 
And as we're doing this, he brings up like, I'm just asking him, like, tell me about yourself, you know, like going through this scenario. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really into RC cars. And I started dying. Because you I, were into it, right? I you? broke character and I'm like, bro, you're into RC cars? Because <laughs> I never knew he was, you know, he was like, no, like, he, and then so he broke character. He's like, no, bro, I was just making something up for this oh, story. And I was like, bro, and I went on this tangent of all this RC stuff that I was into, bro. I was like, dude, I wanted to race RC cars. I bought this thing. I was like building them. I have all these tools. <laughs> guess where my RC car sits, bro? In the garage, just on a shelf, dude. Just yeah. sitting there, just beat up. I don't know what it is, man. If it's some sort of like ADD mixed with OCD, or if that's just what ADD is, like you get really hyper into something and can't focus on anything else. I'm not yeah. sure. Let but. me ask you this before. I mean, we're getting way off subject here like we always do, but let me ask you this. When you go lock up your house at night, mm-hmm. you're turning everything off, you're shutting everything down, making sure the kitchen's closed, locked up, doors are locked. How many times are you checking them locks and you like, do you have, like, are you going to check the stove, making sure it's off? Like, what are you doing? I, I mean, I check everything at least twice. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll walk back into the kids' room and I'll even, like, peek out the window. And I'm like, all right, everything's clear. <laughs> Dude, I have, like, my kids make so much fun of me because I'm locking the back door. Then I'm going over to the stove, making sure the stove's off. Then I'm locking the garage door. I'm opening the garage. I'm looking out there. Is the garage door down? Is the car parked in there? Yep, it's down. Is the lights off? Then I'm coming back in and then I'm like, dang, I better go check that back door again. <laughs> then I'm making a hot lap back by the back door. And it just doesn't end until I have to force myself to be like, dude, you locked it up three times, bro. Just yeah. head on up to the stairs and go to the bed. Well, even leaving for work, dude, I have to check my back door like three times because I'm like, wait, were both locks locked? I don't know. Wait, was the window shut? Mm. Let me tell you this. It's so bad for me. I'll close my garage and I'll drive off. Oh, and come back. I'm flipping a U-turn and I'm making sure the garage is down. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Or I'll call my wife. Can you uh, go check the garage real quick? Yeah, dude. Definitely. Do that all the time. All right. We're pretty much the same person. Yeah. Anyways, well, buddy, how everything else was good with you over there? Yeah, it's just been it's been uh, I, I've been just struggling with myself this week trying to get in the reads, and I loved everything I read, but uh, I'm just the other interests are really driving hard right now. I hear you. All right, well, you want to chat about the BOW? You want to you want to let everybody know what we're getting into if they don't already know? Um. Yeah, let's dive into uh, volume four of Curse Words. Charles Soule, Ryan Brown, Margaret, Wizard, Ruby Stitch, Wiz Stitch, Stitch, Stitcher. Wiz Stitch, Inc. Yeah. Let's jump in. What are you in. thinking? Um, dude, pretty crazy, man. Um, it's coming to a head now and stuff's going to go down. Um, that's all I'm going to say. It, it's going to go down in, in volume five. But uh, this was a fun volume, man. I um, so it kind of for me when I read it, it started off with like a, a one like the summer special. Did mm-hmm. you read that issue? I read that last time. Remember, I guess I read it. Oh, it was probably okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it must have been a um in between there. But that's the one where you find out that they had a baby. Yeah. Okay. So they had the we kind of already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Then. Okay. So I did read that. Uh, it was a cool little backstory, a funny little, uh, uh, again, we have SZA setting up like this 
retreat for all of his employees is what it seemed like. Hilarious to me. They're on the beach. I know. You got the tiger guys. They're coming in to attack. You got these giant crabs attacking. Like, just a, kind of a funny, like, yeah, cool little... Uh, I thought the coolest thing about that, though, was that invisible wizard dude. Oh, dude. Mr. Where he's Clear. In his little t- he's in his tadantadas. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da-da-da. Because that comes up to play in this volume, too. The clear guy? Oh, did you not read the special at the end of this one? Because it's probably at the beginning of five for you, huh? Yep, I didn't read the special right, on this I'm one. I'm not going to talk about it then. All right. But yeah, dude, it, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I liked it, though. Um, let's get into the the main the main chunk of the story here. What do you say? Yeah, I think that the biggest chunk of this was pretty much the French dude going after Ruby and Wizard. Yeah, so you got um, this French dude. He's on his revenge mission. Uh, Sizzle gives him all this power, shoots him to Earth, and he just thinks he's going to go battle Wizard. Like, bad mistake, right? Yeah. He, he got all this power. He really doesn't know how to use it. And Sizzle even like tells him, like, "Bro, I'm gonna. You're gonna meet somebody. They're gonna teach you how to use your power. Like, don't even go trying to fight Wizard alone. Let alone with Ruby Stitch. Like, yeah. you're gonna get destroyed." Bro, did you understand? So he goes to that dude to get trained, right? That Scissor's going to take him to get trained by. Well, before he gets there, he does try to fight Wizard. Yeah. And he gets smoked. Um, by a boat that Wizard turns into a shark. A shark. Dude, the artwork in that, I love that scene. The so creativity. Rad. I thought that was so fun, dude. I was like, dude, this is rad. Yeah. But yeah, back on track. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, did that dude's thing make any sense to you? The wish is, the work is greater than the wish? Yeah, I was trying to put it together and uh, I don't know. It It's like they were trying to explain something that could have just been left unexplained to me. I know, right? Almost. I mean, what do you think? Like, I felt like it didn't, I didn't really understand it. I felt a little bit silly. I kept rereading it to try to get it and I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it's if you have like passion behind it and I don't know. Like you have to put in a lot of work to make the right wish. Like, because I guess he was kind of telling, I wish I knew his name, the French dude. Jacques. Jacques. Like you have to uh, do a lot of work to imagine the right wish. Yeah. Like he has to think of every aspect of a lamp. And then when he thinks of it, it can make the right wish or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was a little kind of went over my head a little. Yeah. But what'd you think about um, Wizard and Ruby in this one and kind of the the how it plays out with Wizard explaining to her the the world he created for those people at the baseball stadium? Yeah, he creates this uh, world that he finally shows her and they like Ruby loves it. She's like, dude, I didn't know you had this in you. Um, let's watch. They're like watching it like it's a soap opera. Like, mm-hmm. um and they both think that it's like the best world ever. Like they set these people up. But when you start watching these li- bits and pieces into these people's lives, you realize that it's not yeah. probably the best yeah, scenario kid. that they're in. Yeah. Like they're just making it the best for w- being there. Right. Uh-huh. But they still have all their their memories of the past and they're still like m- without their families, even though they might be in a cool place that has a lot of cool stuff going on. Um it, it's not like he, the wizards explaining it like it's the happiest place for them and they're just it's a little broken yes 100 percent. but um ruby seems to love it 
She's all she's into the drama. Up. Dude, she's into the drama. Mm-hmm. And like Wizard thinks, it, Wizard's like falling in love with her like all over again. But yeah. she's just kind of like, I don't necessarily think she has the same feelings yet. Mm-mm. And um, at least she's, even if she has like an inkling of these feelings, I think she's even skeptical of having the feelings, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's kind of one foot in, one foot out. and. Wizard's kind of all in. She's almost like oblivious to it going on. Mm -hmm. It feels like. But in the meantime, you got this, you got the French dude. And once he kind of learns how to manage and and like basically do magic, like to be able to fight Wizard, he goes on this like tour around the world to gather people to help fight Wizard. And at first I didn't know what he was going to do, but I did think this part was really cool. Like he's going to gather all these people that wizard has like wronged, I mm-hmm. guess. So, and like all these people are would consider wizard their enemy. Yeah. And they originally came to him. Uh, some of them originally came f- for wishes that he just kind of um, did whatever he wanted with like, like the dude, um, I think he's from volume two. He was like some, the general. Yeah. That he made he was like 20 some of warlord. Them. Yeah. Yes. And so now there's two of them left and they're crazy. Then there's the lady that he destroyed the baseball stadium with. Yeah. The, she's like she's the, the owner. owner. Yeah. And so she has all kinds of money and fi- finances that kind of do whatever. And then there was, um, who's the other one that he brought? Um, there was like a whole team he gathered. Mm-hmm. The baseball lady, the two generals, and there was one other person, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, well, he's got the one other person being Mr. Opaque. And then he does mention someone who will show up later, but is shy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm nervous to see who that is. Me too. What if it's Margaret? I was worried that it was and hope that it's not. That's what I was thinking it, it was going to be. I really hope not. But so he's he's going around assembling this team. And um, I like that whole I liked his whole art, like just going through. He's getting stronger. He's getting creative with like his magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes and he goes and, and recruits these other people that are going to help him take out Wizard and Ruby Stitch. So he's um, I thought it was really cool. Me too, man. Um what do you think of Margaret's arc in this one? <laughs> yeah, Margaret, there was like dude. parts of it I liked and parts of it I was a little like, well, this is weird. Yeah, so she's still trying. She's trying to figure out everything going on because she learned that that's her parents and she doesn't know how to go about it. And when she does initially talk to uh, Wizard about it, he goes nuts, kind of. Like, do you remember that scene? Where like, he's trying he, to make popcorn and he loses his mind at her? He, yeah, he, like, freaks out on her. And so I don't know. There's got to be something going on with, with uh, I don't know, because they still don't know that they even have a kid. and this, So there's got to be something going on there that we don't know. Especially you have to know, like, they real. I don't think either of them know. Whatever ends up happening, whatever, however they forget or don't know because in the flashbacks here they know they named her margaret right and so they're calling her margaret and there's no kind of like red flags going up for them or no memories being jarred you know it's wild yeah but if you remember in that summer special like they kept saying like 
when they found out they were pregnant, like they're like, SZA wouldn't like this. He's not going to approve of this. So something had to happen after they, you know, SZA had to found out and something had to went down with them. Yeah. And then her art kind of took a turn for the worse because she like, I don't want to say took a turn for the worse, but just got a little weird. Like she had. She has this like secret admirer that she always wants to meet, almost like it just you know, felt like, like a, out of left field, bro. Yeah, it felt weird. Like this person that she's been, who knows? She met on the internet somehow. She wants to go meet him. He lives in Australia, so she kind of like convinces her friend to um, pretend to be her and go meet this guy over mm-hmm. in Australia. So they go to Australia. She can't even contain herself she ends up you know like telling this dude hey i'm margaret and he's kind of freaked out by it because she's a talking koala mm-hmm. and doesn't really uh, pan out for her too well bro it goes sideways quick but i have to say candace does really end up being like a really good friend to her yeah she's a cool character um but I want to know more about this 011 Margaret and her team. She says she's going to tell Candace about it more later. Bro, I know. Like, when are we? We've been. This is like two issues now that we're seeing the 011 Margaret thing, and we have no idea what's going on. So there's some secret thing going on with that that I don't know. I don't even know what it is, to yeah, be honest. Like, neither. I can't even guess. No. Uh, one of the things I just remembered as I'm flipping through here, another one of the dudes that, uh, Jock got on his team was, uh, the Eiffel Tower from Las Vegas that's rolling around. Oh, yeah, dude. How hilarious was that? I was dying. (laughs) Where he's like trying so hard to make a friend and he's traveled all over the world to try to talk to these other towers and none of them talk back to him. Yes, dude. I was losing it at that point, dude. That was so funny. Yeah. Um... But then one of the things, um, so let's talk about the battle real quick. So he finally, sorry to interrupt. No, go no, ahead. no. I, I'll let you go. I think the battle should go first. Okay. So he recruits all these people, right? And he's strong enough. And now he's going to go battle wizards. So or they, they create a distraction, right? They have this, um, huge plane flying with all these banners that say, Hey, there's going to be this huge party in central park. Everybody should come. So of course, Ruby's all stoked. Ruby's like, dude, I'm going to this party. Um, because you remember from a few volumes ago, she made those dudes party on the the street. They're still partying, bro. Partying, dude. And so now wizards alone. And this dude comes in full firepower, just ready to battle, dude. And he's beating him up, dude. Dude, he is getting the upper hand on the old Wizard. So he's beating up Wizard. Um, the guy who is training him Mr. ends Opaque. up like, yeah, he like creates this force field, which I thought was hysterical. That scene's so funny. Like, so Wizard's trying to escape, and there's this like magic force field mm-hmm. around where they're at, and he just like runs straight into a wall in the sky, dude, and he just falls. So yeah. funny. He doesn't have power. He's running out of power trying to, uh, he's like, all right, I got to find Margaret. I got to power up if I'm going to fight these guys. And he's just getting walloped. Dude. Luckily, he can still dodge some bullets. And I I think um, Jacques could have killed him easily, but he wants him to suffer pain for a long, long time for his revenge. Yep. So, you know, that's uh, as he's getting revenge, he could have ended it, but he's not. And he's, um, it's going to, you know, he's going to play it out and it's yeah. not going to work to his advantage. I don't think. Dude, the artwork when Wizard runs into the, to the force field thing is so, so good. Dude. dude, it's hysterical. Yeah. Love it. 
So he's just getting destroyed by all these people who he kind of wronged in the past when he was trying to, uh, you know, he's thinking in his mind that he's doing something good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of these people he did wrong and now they're they're coming after him and just beating him down. But then the, dude, the craziest thing happens, dude, as he's getting beat up, he's back in his apartment, Jacques leaning over him and he finds that bottle. Oh, so that, my that gosh, whole, dude. That whole world that uh, Wizard created, he has it sitting in like a, a old like, whiskey bottle. And so Jacques sees it and dude, he just starts drinking it. Wizard's trying to tell him, no, don't do that. You don't understand. Because technically his kids are in that bottle. I know. And then when he drinks it, dude, it seems like it takes on the negative energy of Jock, and everyone in there starts getting mad at each other. They're losing their minds, suffering, they're beating each other up. You see, Jock, you see his kids. You see Jock's kids there, and so that world now is turning into just chaos. Mm -hmm. That was wild, dude. I definitely didn't see that happening. No, dude. Just the craziness is just insane, and then. The twist of who SZA is. Do you remember that? The twist of who SZA is? All right. Let me let me try to explain myself to make sure I fully understand this, right? Because remember a couple uh, volumes ago when um, Jacques and SZA were talking and they, he, they were talking about like time periods and it looked, it seemed like time worked different in the whole world. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay, so if time worked different there, and we have we have wizard now on Earth in in um in present time, we have SZA at the he's in the whole world right with all the other bad guys they're just chilling, and then we have this other world that was created by Wizard. Do you think SZA J is his brother? No. So in remember when um, wizard was showing Ruby in this volume, um, the world he created and there was that little boy and dad that he was following. Yeah. And the little boy was um, like just having the time of his life. And then all of a sudden he realized that his dad was like going to have a a new girlfriend in this world, but their mom, he still remembers his mom from the present world where wizards at right now. Correct. Uh Uh-huh. So he gets all freaked out um, that his his dad in this and that's what Ruby likes to watch. Remember the drama? And so the kid like runs off and Ruby's like, oh, my gosh, the dad's about to meet this. I think her name's Chandra or something. Yeah. Okay, so the boy runs off in the meantime, in the present world. This is when Jock is chugging that um, bottle with that were all the world in it. And then if you look, this little boy. He's scared. The whole world's changing because it's Jock is drinking it, right? And then if you flip to the next page, he turns into SZA. And then it says, if you look at the up at the top, it says then, like it was like a flashback. If you look, it's like right when Jock is drinking the bottle, he's drinking it. Then he unzips his pants and he pees it back into the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then that boy is like hiding and he's getting chased by like a tree. Do you see that part yet? Yeah. And then that like blob shows up to him and it says, hello. And he's like, huh? And then it like surrounds him. And then you click the next page and it looks like SZA J. You see that? And it says, then on the top of the page, it says, then. 
and now it just looks like everything's gone and it's just him standing there and he goes love sucks that's crazy because remember earlier on in the whole world when he's explaining this to jock and he says wizard created the whole world yeah but it wasn't th- but then scissor is wrong because he didn't necessarily create the whole world it was his own fault that the whole world got jacked up and became messed up and created him because jock whom he created ends up peeing into the bottle the bad world yeah so it just seems like this huge cycle of craziness that just like yeah and then so then if you change page after that and you go to like to the second to the last page where where margaret now is with her task force the second to last page of what um of issue 20 it's like the second or third to last page of issue 20 so we see how sizage came to be then now you have margaret with her like crazy like tactical team she goes to the whole world she's transported the whole world to the tiger territory right right and this dude that that runs the tiger territory sees it for you that's weird it's not how it breaks down in mine Really? Mine it does. It shows Sizza J turning into, or the boy turning into Sizza. And then it shows Margaret rolling up to, uh, into the whole world yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Okay. And, and meeting up, meeting up with the, with the tiger territory. Yeah, yeah. So now we have them back in play and the tiger, and they're all and, like, they're like stoked to see her. Yeah. They're, they're like, welcome back. Yeah. They've been teamed up and working together from the beginning. It seems like. Yeah. And so they have this huge army where they're ready to go to battle. And the la- the very last page is you have Wizard laying on the ground. He looks like he's about to die. You have Jacques and his crew in the background just like doing this evil dance. You know, he's like shooting lightning up at the sky. Mm-hmm. And then you have that whiskey bottle now is changed colors and it's still full. So now is that the whole world? Yeah. Instead of the world Wizard created? So there's a lot of crazy stuff that was going down in this issue. It's hurting my brain now. Yeah. Did I explain it okay enough? I think you did great. Yeah. That's how I saw it when I was reading it. I was like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. No, dude. Wow. So you have all these different worlds or dimensions, whatever you want to call them, all kind of colliding at this point. Hmm. And they're like going in between them. Gosh, now I'd need to really read the next last volume because I need to have some answers. Yeah, dude. So it was um, a lot went down in this. Um, Besides the little weird thing with Margaret and her little love interest thing, like it it was crazy. I liked it. Yeah. Dang. I hope I made sense when I explained that to you. That was good, dude. I didn't even I didn't really put that together, but that's why old. Yeah. So that boy is the one who turns into Sizage. Mm-hmm. Which then, if you if you look at it, Ruby and Wizard are in love in his world, yeah. and he hates them being in love. They had a baby, and in in the summer special, that's when they got pregnant, and they are even mentioning a bunch like Sis is not going to like this. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So and and he it's even weird, says like, dude, I don't know. This is weird. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is weird, and I don't know how much sense it's making because I think you're right. But you need to go read the the one that's right. The spring has sprung special. The next special? Okay. Because in that one, can I just spoil a little bit for you? 
Yeah, Since I ahead. read one issue ahead, I'm sorry I keep doing that. No, go ahead. So it's like the summer special, right? But it's springtime. They have Margaret. They're in love. She keeps trying to hide it from SZA, though, like hiding that she has a baby bump. And uh, anyway, dude, someone, Mr. Invisible Dude from Summer Special has been following him, knows that they have a baby, even though Uh they don't know he knows. He doesn't like them, though. So what he does is he tricks them to go off somewhere thinking they need to fight something. And uh, he brings the baby to SZA and he's like, look at what they've been up to. And then he says here, he says, to teach a lesson, uh, he's going to curse them. So that one loves the other and the other hates the other forever in the whole, while in the whole world. The curse is very funny because it says um, specifically like the curse is in the whole world. So this is why it says this. It says one will love and one will hate. Neither will understand. Neither will remember. And never in this great whole world will they ever be happy again. Oh, so now that they're in a different world, it could happen. Yeah. And uh, then it's, uh, he says here, because everyone's like, well, what are we going to do about Margaret? And he says, she will be my servant, perhaps not in this form precisely, but yes, she will serve. Dude, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you look at it, SZA was that little boy whose dad was falling in love with somebody else. He didn't like that. He says love sucks. Mm-hmm. But, and then he turned into SZA. And then he saw Ruby Stitch and Wizard in love and have a baby. Didn't like that. So he cursed them. And remember, I think Margaret is going to be that last. I don't know, dude. Margaret or the Tiger Terrier. I don't know, dude. I'm just uh, dude, something's wild going down. Because, dude. dude, it's funny because right at the end here, he picks up Margaret after he says what I just told you. Uh, and he says, what can I say? Love sucks as he's sitting there like holding. Again? My, yeah. Oh, so man. it's funny now that you mentioned that. I did not put it together, but he he repeats the same line. Yeah. So it's definitely that boy. You're 100% right. So we get to see how SZA was created. Man, what a wild issue, dude. The story just like blew up and yeah. got wilder. Yeah. Here's what SZA says. It will amuse me to have my to have the daughter of Wizard and Ruby Stitch at my side and her parents in misery with no idea. Mm. Shoot, bro. I'm pumped for uh, volume five then to finish it up. Cause uh, it was crazy. Yeah. You blew my mind, buddy. There's going to be a big battle, dude. Cause you're going to have Wizard. You're going to have Ruby Stitch. Are they going to really fall in love since they're not in the whole world? You're going to have the tiger people. You're going to have Margaret. What is she even doing? You're going to have SZA and his crew. You're going to have Jacques and his crew. Um, Something's going down. I don't know what. This has been a comic. I tell you what. This has been a comic that, and you and I like to do this. We always try to see what's coming next or what we think is going to happen. This one, I would. I don't think I've guessed anything right in this one. <laughs> no, like, dude. It's just been so out of left field. Like I've never seen any of this coming. Well, can I ask you this? And knowing that we're probably going to be wrong, do you think that Wizard, Ruby, and Margaret are going to end up a happy family, or is Margaret on the side of SZA? Like, what do you think's going to happen? Gosh, I don't even know. I can't even like comprehend in my own brain what I think is going to happen. Dang, bro! Because so much has been weird. It seems like Margaret. Won't, I I don't know. I don't know if they can be because everything that, you know, it's, it's too hard to say. 
We'll just have to read it and find out next week. Two weeks. Yeah. Bro, I'm pumped, dude. Now my brain has got the itch. Don't go ahead of me. Don't know, even do it. Well, what a cool story. Uh, volume 4 is great. I continue to like it. Uh, well, now I think it's five. the best one ever so far, dude. Now that you just blew you? my mind. I already I, thought I, it was great. And now yeah. with that wild, huge mind bender, dude. Dang, that was freaking so good, bro. Yeah, it, it was wild. I didn't see any of it coming at all. So. Wow. Super stoked to go into Volume 5 with you, man. It should be fun. Heck yeah, dude. Bro, this is one that we've been waiting to talk about all week. This was the my banger of the week, one I've been looking forward to. Check out the cover I got. So we got uh, from IDW, The Hunger and the Dusk, issue number two. G. Willow Wilson, Chris Wild Goose, and I don't even know how to say that one. Do you know how to pronounce that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mizizik. <laughs> yep. I don't know what they're doing, um, but they're doing it. That that that's the color. Oh. That's all I'm going to say because I don't know. How, He's doing I don't a great know what's job. Going on, She's doing a great but, job. They're doing a great. Who knows? They're all doing good. Yeah. Whoever's doing whoever's color, however you pronounce the name, fantastic. What'd you think of issue two, dude? Kind of open up the world a little bit more. Bro, I loved issue two. Bro. Wasn't it so rad? Just fleshed out the characters a little more, more world building. Like we got these two, um, I don't know what you want to call them. We have the the orcs and the humans. They had to form this alliance. We already know this from from volume or from issue one, right? And so now, as as these two characters are kind of forced to be together, we have Cal, uh, Battle Child. He's like the the leader of this like roughneck like. I, I don't even know ragtag group of humans, yeah, I would right? Call it ragtag. Yeah, and then we have this um, the girl. I think her name is Tara. She is like she comes from like royalty mm-hmm. in, in this orc um, civilization, and they're kind of just thrown together to create this alliance to go against the uh, Vanguard, right? And so she's learning them their culture trying to learn all, all the, and it's a small group. It's not what she's used to seeing, like these huge just um, groups of orc that go into battle. They're going in with like a handful of just <laughs> crazy ragtag characters yeah. is the best you could describe them, right? And so she's trying to learn them all, like learn all their names, get to know them, know their culture, know like where they're from. You get a little bit of uh, who Cal Battle Child is and what he came from, which was pretty, pretty much nothing. Yeah. And, you know, he was just kind of thrown away and, and um, just came out of nowhere pretty much to lead this group. Right. Yep. And then you get these other two orc families that are forming a, 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 another alliance and they're marrying each other for to, to make their alliance stronger between these two big different uh, orc families. And they have to kind of go through this cool like post-marriage like mm. ceremony yeah, dude. where they're like thrown out into the middle of the woods and they have to like basically take down these wolves and it's not like a normal wolf Huge. they're like ginormous dude and the art just continues to be fantastic dude it makes you just want to go watch like lord of the rings or something bro like it's it's just so fantastic like this fantasy story is so well written and just pulls you in um 
And then you get a cool battle at the end, dude. Um, dude, wild battle. Wild battle, dude. I won't spoil. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I know this came out, so I won't say too much about the, the battle at the end where Cal and his group face this, uh, this group that ha- has a... You know, they're they're worried that it's gonna basically destroy everybody. Yeah. Humans and orcs. Mm-hmm. And um just a cool story, man. I love it. I it's... did not want it to end. I just wanted no, to keep dude. going at the end. This is one where like these two issues, man, have just left me like, dude, I want the story. Yeah. I, I want it all right now. I want to read it all. I want to take it all in. I just uh, it's that good. I know. But I'm really worried about uh, the orc girl at the end. Why are you worried about her? I think if you look at the back of your issue for the next issue, the cover, she looks kind of like she's ostracized or she's feeling lonely, uh, outcast. I just hope that uh, they see what happened here for what it is and don't don't, hold it against her or something. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Well... They got a lot of a lot of stuff to deal with, you know. They're thrown into this relationship in um, unprecedented times, when you know, when these two mm-hmm. hated each other, and they're trying to, you know, basically come together to survive because something bigger is there. Yeah, and um, the artwork is killer, good dude, dude, so so good. The Some scene of my favorite. where they're in the snow fighting the wolf. Dude, just so oh, yeah. good. The the environments, the colors, how everything's um, this bright, bl- like blue, like definitely got this cool tone over everything. And uh, the the relationship between the main orc guy and his wife to be. Did you find it crazy that technically he's in love with the girl who's with the ragtag group of people now? Yep, Ta- Tara, Tara. Uh, yeah, yep. So and he and had, yeah they were which makes the first issue even more crazy because he gave up his love to yep. form this alliance. That's just how necessary he's viewing what they're doing and the goal that they're striving for and how important it is to beat these yeah. Vangles. Yeah, everybody. I mean, you look at Cal too as a human, and they hated the orcs, yeah. and now he is. You know, it's just wild. Bro, the ragtag group, you know, the humans, they have in their group, in their their thing, the dude who his his whole his whole job is to sing songs. And because oh, she's there now and he's <laughs> he's all depressed and anxiety ridden because he's like, I don't know what songs to sing. Seeing all of our songs have bad things about orcs in them. And the dude's like, well, what about this song? And then he quotes a line from it where it's saying something about orcs. And he's just like, I got to write all new songs. Yeah, he's like, how am I going to write all new material? dude so good yeah yeah so it was funny um and i dude i just love it man i i think um so far it's one of my my favorite things this year and i'm oh, i'm all in yeah man. it's it, it, it's good yeah but um that that's all i got to read this week man just from everything i had going on I, that's that was all i got into bro i'm glad you got into that i didn't get in much more man i had about the same week as you i did get in one other one uh let me hear it that i love dude i love it boom yes i knew it oh my gosh same thing you get to that final page and you're like there's no way this can be the end of the issue there's no way like please uh 
this one just ups the ante, bro, to like 11. Uh, the artwork, the action, the fight scenes, the, the, our main character, dude, is just so wicked cool, dude. Like, so dude, what smart. Is it? Sorry to interrupt. I don't know what it is with stories like this one and, and Hunger in the Dusk, but like, it's like a normal length single issue. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the end, you're just so invested I and know. just so into the story. When it gets to the last page, you're like, bro, this can't be it. Can't be, dude. Like, there's no way I already read the whole issue. Well, because these ones end on two pivotal things where you're just like, oh my gosh, you need to know. Like, what's going to yeah. happen here? Like, in Hunger in the Dusk, I really wanted to make sure Orc Girl was going to be okay. Here, something crazy happens at the end of this issue, really crazy, where you're just like, what is she going to do now? Like, yeah. I need to know right away. But, dude, she's so freaking smart, dude, and just a tactical freaking genius. And uh, I love the way it plays out where everything she's telling her friend is like through these pictures with little handwritten notes, like when I leave, go here and count to 20 and all this stuff. And, uh, dude, it's so cool. You got to find out uh, why she's after this group, uh, specifically the leader, kind of what he did to to her father figure in the past um and she watched it all go down and she's just a boss dude i love this so much man like it's so good i'm gonna have to check it out i was at my shop yeah i was at my shop today and i seen it on the wall and it looked rad i almost picked it up i dude there was like the um local man special was there covers for that looked so oh, rad dude i heard um mad talking about it and yep, uh, yep. gosh i want to get it i know i wanted to as well after listening to them talk about it and then seeing it on the shelf i ended up passing on it um for multiple reasons um the main reason is because my medical bills are silly stupid right now but anyways um uh, looked rad yeah the thing that i just love about these stories which is cool is that there's like a really cool mix of like, like in Hunger in the Dust, there's these dudes who are larger than life, like really good at what they do. But there's still this like real raw uh, humanity to them, even in the orcs. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but like just this realness to them. And in this in this story, too, like our main character is so amazing at what she does and just a boss. But. She's got this element to her, this hurt, this pain that's so real and resonates with you. Yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. yeah. And the stuff that's going down here with her friend, the podcast host, man. Oh, I don't know. It just doesn't get much better than these two for me. Like, I only read these two and curse words, but dude, every single one was just a phenomenal read this week. I loved everything I read. They were all great. Um, if you're not reading Click, Click, Boom, I highly suggest picking it up. Uh, waiting for the trade. One way or the other, you got to be reading this. I'm not speaking only to you. I'm speaking to anybody who's listening. It is so much fun. Yeah, you're going to make me get it. Get it, bro. Get on it. Get, get, get. Get into it. Drive it home. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Keep going with some cool slang terms. But So I would consider it a really good week for me because I didn't read a single issue that was bad, but I only read two. Hey, that's okay. Sometimes we got to have those weeks a little down, but um, they're bangers. Yeah, man. Boop, 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 right boop, 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 boop,
Uh, do we do that little sound clip that uh, the dudes over at Pull Box Pals use is hilarious. I love it. I'm gonna. I hope they're listening to this episode. I haven't got to talk to them in a while because I'm busy. But y'all need to turn that little sound clip up. I can barely hear it. Dude, pump that thing through pump the speech. It. Let's hear some real banger of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Um, anyways, dude, what are you looking forward to coming out next week, man? Let me hear it. I got a few that I'm really looking forward to next week, bro. Lay it on me, bro. Lay, lay it, it on me. Yeah, I'm going to lay it right on you. <laughs> <laughs> Brainstorm. No, excuse me. Sorry. I don't, I don't know why I always call this Bar- brainstormers. Hey, you want to know what's so funny, bro? I was listening to Pullbox Pals today on my way home and Monk called fish flies firefly just like, like I you do. do dude i heard the same thing i was dying i was like yes monk we're buddies <laughs> it's coming through for you bro we've got fantastic four uh number 11 coming out we've got peacemaker tries hard five the one oh, yeah, i'm most excited about dude is sacrificers two can't wait for oh, that yeah one. yeah you were into that one yeah huh? we got swan swan songs three i don't know what the the version of this one's gonna be uh and we got the nasty uh number four coming out and then uh one i know that you would highly recommend to everybody who is listening because you loved it is the, it up the Go Go- get it gotham city year one trade is coming out yeah definitely pick that one up if uh it's such a cool read with slam bradley uh cool character uh fun detective read yeah man um also quested um, oh yeah Quested the Four Henches Adventure number one. So I don't know if this is like a um, a continuation or if it's uh, like a, just a different story. I'm not 100% sure, but it's uh, we loved it. We loved the first uh, Quested run with our boy Jinx and all the crazy stuff they got into. So uh, this one should be fun as well. The art looks fantastic. And I don't know what happened here um, with Quested. But it used to be from, I don't know if there was some type of buyout or if they just decided to uh, call it something different, but it used to be Whatnot Publishing. Now it's massive. Yeah. The, I, think so I don't it, know exactly what happened there, but. I think that's one and the same. I think they kind of switched over to massive. Gotcha. They're but related way, somehow. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Either way, this looks really fun. I think it's just a one shot um, from what I'm looking at, but it just looks fun, dude. The art was so fun in that yeah, uh, series. Um, so this one could be cool to pick up and just a, a cool weekend read to just have some fun and get into some cool art. But um, that's it, man. That's all I'm looking forward to next week. You know what I'm looking forward to, man? Tell me. My pre-order for Mutant Mayhem is live as of right now. I'm going to bounce over from here and I'm going to go watch it again. You're going to watch it? Oh, dude, my son keeps asking me like almost every day, Dad, can we watch that movie? Dad, can we watch the movie? Can we get it? And then he, since we saw Shredder at the end of the movie, he's like, Dad, is the trailer for number two out yet? Is number two coming out yet? And I'm just like, dude, you got to, it's going to be a while, man. Like, that's funny. I'll have to um, get on and see if I can get it. Yeah, buddy. I got a four day weekend. Do you? Yeah, I got tomorrow off and Monday's a good old holiday. You lucky little son of a gun. What are you going to do this weekend? I'm going to be doing a lot of reading. A lot of reading? I got uh, Marvel Unagi with Ross on the 5th or 6th, and I'm going to do some reading for Hanging and uh, making it work, my man. Watching some TMNT. Let's go. College football this weekend. <sighs> Who cares? <laughs> 
All right, my man. Well, um, tell everybody uh, what we're doing next week. Dude, we're going to be hanging in the old lair. And let me tell you right now, the lair is, is exactly as cool as you imagine it to be. If if you just think in your mind what the lair looks like and then you <laughs> see the comic book lair, that's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so no, funny. We'll let you down. We will let you down. Uh, yeah, bro. Hanging. Chatting comics, man. What we do sort of best. Kind of good. Decent. <laughs> do decent. <laughs> do it decent. <laughs> All right, bro. Take us home. You want to throw a plug out to old Frank real yeah, quick? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. The good old Frank just came through for me. I just got uh, all the issues of Clobber in time so I can chat that with Ross and uh, Deadpool Batter Blood 3. Make sure you check out coffeeinacomic.com. Enter our coupon code at checkout. The comic book layer in all caps. Save yourself 15%. Frank, of course, is a rad dude doing rad things. Check him out on Instagram, Coffee and a Comic. He's always got cool stuff going on, special spotlights. Join his little, I don't know what they call it over there, his like special chat. He's always throwing out special deals. So there's lots of specials, special things. Frank's a special, special guy. Special dude, yeah. He's special a... dude doing special things. Get on in there and check him out, dude. I love it, bro. He's so glad he's not paying us for this spot. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Frank, we're doing the best we can, man. <laughs> love you, buddy. We're doing it. Anyways, we appreciate y'all jamming us. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our show. Leave and, a review. Um, leave, a, leave a review for the old comic book dad. Get on there and let us know how decent we're doing. We'd love to hear it. Heck yeah. And uh, tell a friend while you're at it. Uh, recommend it to a coworker. Um, a stranger, anybody, just recommend it to everybody. Just add, you know, that should be the first thing you you do when you have a conversation with someone. Just ask them <laughs> if they're in the podcast and send it on their way. If you do recommend it to a coworker, please let us know. I would love <laughs> for that to be true. Anyways, um, check us out over on Instagram, the comic book player. Um, let's see what we're getting into, what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're not watching. And um you post a lot about what you're not watching. I post everything when I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'd love to meet you and uh tell us what you're reading. Yeah, man. Anyways, Did you mention our Discord? Comics. No, don't don't do it. Don't Discord. Get it. Hey, we've got a Discord going down. Sometimes it's popping in there <laughs> and we got a lot of cool questions, uh so cool recommendations. <laughs> it's decent. Go check it out. And uh, we love to meet you. <laughs> and uh, come hang out with us in the lair. <laughs> come have some decent chats with us, please. Anyways, uh, keep reading comics, everybody. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.